0: Hello everyone, it's Bob Matthews here with another edition of Takedown Talk, and you get to know coaches and wrestlers and people who write about the sport and broadcast the sport. And today, special guest, a young man whose high school career I followed, and I got to announce a couple of his matches in high school and then in college on uh, a local TV station, a cable TV station. It's Anthony Marino, who was a standout wrestler at Liberty High School, a 112 and 119 pounder, racked up 128 wins, four years of 30 win seasons or more. Ended up winning two district titles, a regional championship, second in the state, fourth in the state, and he ran into Nico Megalutis both times in the semifinals and the finals. And you probably uh, aren't a big fan of Nico, but we'll talk about that in just a little while. So Anthony, thank you so much for giving me some time. I know you were you know, doing a middle school wrestling meeting today, and you, I knew you wanted to get home to the family, and I'm kind of taking up your time, but I really, really appreciate you giving me the time. So what got you into wrestling as a little guy? I mean, were you just rolling around with your friends in the neighborhood, and somebody joined a wrestling team, or how'd that all work out?
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's really funny actually because I think we got a handout at school, and didn't think anything about it, of it. Went home, and my dad was going through my school stuff like a good parent to make sure <laughs> I didn't have homework or whatever. And he saw anything, wrestling, wrestling. I wrestled back in high school. Do you guys want to try this? And my younger brother and I kind of looked at each other and yeah, sure. Why not? So that's how it all started. I think I I was in first grade, maybe my brother was in kindergarten and uh, yeah. So we, we went the day of signups over at little hurricanes and that's where it all started. Went to the first practice and just fell in love with it. Absolutely fell in love with it.
0: Well, you know, and, and at that age, you know, you have little guys and little girls who get involved and they roll around. They find and eh, not for me, and they leave or some stick it out, you know. But to see where it's come now, like back when I used to wrestle, kids would get involved maybe fifth, sixth grade. I got involved in seventh grade. But I knew kids who were, you know, first, second grade. And by the time they got to high school, they were burnt out, you know. But now it's a whole different culture. The paradigm has shifted and you see these little ones now going all the way from first, second grade, wrestling in college, and then going on to Worlds and everything else, the Olympics. It's really awesome to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. My parents made it very fun. Um, you know, we didn't do the whole family vacation, go to a cruise or travel to a different country. That, that wasn't our family. Uh, we were very middle class. So it was, you know, hard, both hardworking parents, you know, manual labor work. Uh, and we, uh, yeah, so for our vacations, it was, hey, we're going to travel here and we're going to go to a wrestling tournament. So we would, like, I, I remember one time we went to Tennessee, went to Tennessee for some tournament and we rented a van and went with like two teammates and drove through the night, went to Tennessee and, It was a blast, so we we wrestled during the day and it went in sessions kind of like, what is it, NHSCA's in Virginia? It was sessions, so we'd wrestle session, and then we had a session off or like day off, we'd go do something fun. So we'd go for these cool hikes or we'd go walk through one of the towns. Sometimes we'd hit an amusement park, stuff like that. So my parents made, even though they were were, quote, business trips, they, they were really actually fun. And I think that's what kept us from being burnt out um you know cuz i mean i know a lot of friends that did get burnt out and decided to take off and then they you know some of them came back and just weren't the same some of them just never came back so i think that's what really helped us is just we just had a huge support system with our family as far as you know when we would go on these trips it was like i said it was a business trip but it wasn't it wasn't totally a business trip we were able to kind of turn it on and turn it off
0: right. so then your parents your mom and dad weren't the kind that were like those wrestling parents that do this do that you know if you lost you know they weren't making you run laps around the house things like that right
1: um no they- <laughs> no no uh not really at the beginning I think it changed once I hit third grade I hit third grade and I remember uh just kind of going in and having a conversation with my dad I mean at that point I'd been wrestling three years two three years and I kind of went in I said to my desk, you know, Hey, I, I need to get better. You know, I, I feel like I'm, wow. I'm always so close and I, I still haven't won a tournament yet and I'm better than these kids, you know, and I just, I I don't know what it is. You know, my, my, I mean, I followed in my dad's footsteps a lot. My dad was very, very hardworking, very, you know, hard nosed, go through a wall, you know, just right. to get stuff done. And I think I definitely kind of took after him, you know, at that age, and it's crazy to think, but at that age, like losing bothered me. I, I think I hated losing more than I liked winning. And, um, So I remember having this conversation with him and we (laughs) went to KUVO's. Uh, my dad found Jack KUVO's wrestling warehouse and, uh, we went there and met Jack and I, I mean, it just made it even more fun. I mean, Jack was awesome with us at that age. And, uh, yeah, so we started wrestling club practice at KUVO's and we were doing that Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. So we were having double practices and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I loved it. I loved wrestling practice. I loved competitions. And I mean, it got to the point where like, we did kind of turn into those those parents where it was, hey, do you want to wrestle this weekend? Yes. Do you want to wrestle this weekend? Yes. I mean, it was never, I don't want to say we ever felt pressured because I don't think we ever felt pressured to go to these tournaments. It was just something that we wanted to do. You know, we, we just, we loved it. We wanted that sport, you know? And I think that was a little bit different from other kids. You know, I mean, my younger brother, he would kind of, take a break or two you know and he would take a month off you know a couple weeks off and I just never wanted to stop because I think I always had that fear of well I missed today so whoever's working out today is catching up to me or getting better than me and that was yeah I mean that was just the mentality I had and I mean I mean believe it or not it got worse as I got older
0: okay (laughs) So, so the switch went on for you in third grade, right? And then that's when you really took it seriously. And then it's like, hey, I want to make it to the next level. Did you notice that that you improved that much quicker? Going to you know, Cuvo's garage, I guess, or whatever he had back then. You know, did you notice that there was a, a vast improvement from that one year to the next?
1: yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't right away uh so and one thing kuvo had always preached was that you know you're gonna go backwards before you go forwards and you know I, i i couldn't wrap my head around it until later on and uh you know the biggest thing is you know you're wrestling x amount of years and you create bad habits just like any other sport and you know it's just like I have to get you to stop making these bad habits before you can start making the good habits. And he'd always preach that, and I actually preach to my guys that practice does not make perfect, it makes permanent. So I'm trying to undo permanent damage that you've done done by creating these bad habits. So I'd say it took a solid six months before I really started to see a, a difference.
0: And, and I heard somebody, you know, a couple of years ago, we were talking, a coach and I, and we were talking about you learn more from losses than you do from wins, you know? And it's so true. And I hear so many young men and women now talking about that, you know, like after Super 32s or those kind of things, or they didn't have the showing that they wanted. And, and it's just really neat to see how wrestling has evolved like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I, mean I took my fair share of losses, um, you know, there's, there's nothing I can do to change that. Uh, But I mean, uh, the biggest thing is like, I, I wanted to wrestle the best and I wanted to beat the best. And, um, you know, just thinking back to my, you know, my, my senior year wrestling Nico. I mean, I, I knew going dropping down to one nineteen that I was going to meet Nico. And I mean, my mentality was, I just didn't care. I, fully 100% believed that I was the best. Nobody was going to beat me. It didn't matter. I needed surgery. It didn't matter. I was injured. Like it, there was, there was like, I was the best person there. Um, and I wanted to prove it. Um, obviously things didn't shake out the way I wanted to, um, you know, but I, I learned a lot from that loss. Right.
0: Well you dominated too, that your senior year, you, you like cruised through the first, first three rounds, I mean, you you crushed the kid in the semifinals, and then you're going to meet Nico, who you lost to in the semifinals the year before, so you knew a little bit of his style and those kinds of things, and I really thought, i got to be honest with you, in my heart of hearts, I thought you were going to beat him too, because you were on such a roll and such a run in that state tournament, you could tell your mindset and everything was in line that you were going to go on and win the championship.
1: Yeah, uh, so... It's funny how these big things you kind of never really get over. I mean, think about when I was in third grade wrestling and it became serious. You know, I didn't watch college wrestling. I watched high school wrestling. I watched, you know, the States. Like, that's what I wanted to be. I didn't want to be a national champ. I didn't know what that was yet because I wasn't there. The next level was, you know, the high school. That was the big thing. And I'll, I'll never forget. I club underhooked, threw it up to a single leg. We got to the edge. And I always, 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 it had been drilled in my head. You pull the guy in. You're on his leg. You're on the edge. You pull him in. And I'll never forget this. I'm I'm, middle of the match. I'm like, I'm going to beat him. I'm not pulling it in. I'm going to get to this leg again. And I lifted up his leg and I shoved him out just to kind of prove a point that, hey, I'm here. And that's what lost me the match. (laughs) I didn't pull it in. I went to only attacking the right side of his body then. So my single leg is to the left side of the body. I, I went to only attacking the right side, the rest of the match, right side, right side, right side. And then I never followed it up with a single leg, which is the leg that I got. Um, so that, yeah, that that was the match. I think I let my ego get the best of me that that day, that night, that moment, uh, you know, and I, it's it's on me. I didn't do what I was trained to do and I didn't do what I, what I drilled into my head, remember I talked about, hey, practice makes permanent. Yeah. You know, that was a permanent move. I knew that that was what I was supposed to do. I remember thinking on the map, pull in. And then that other side said, no, prove a point to him. Let him know you're here. Throw him out. And I did it. And you know again like that that's the match
0: well you could have pulled him in and then cross-faced him you know (laughs) yeah here here, i'm here you know but but you're right but i mean it's one of those things where wrestling is so instinctive Mm -hmm. but then there are those moments where you have to think and intellectually you have to become that intellectual wrestler too Mm -hmm. and that was probably that point for you Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. but see but that's one of those life lessons and moments that now you can pass on to to your wrestlers
1: yeah yeah absolutely um I, I, I preach to my wrestlers a lot about the style that I wrestled and the style that I want them to adapt. Um, I talk a little bit about what I've done, but I don't give them the full, the full sight just because, uh, you know, my career was my career and it's over now. I had my time and it's it's their time now. You know, I'm here for them. I'm not here to be seen or get my name in the paper or pitch in the paper. Like, that time's over for me. I had my time. It was great. But now it's 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 their time, and it's for them. So I, I do talk about some things when it relates to them. I think they, they have a good sense of who I am and how I want to coach and how uh, how I want them to be a part of the program.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to jump back real quick, and then we'll come forward. And just for people who are listening, this is Takedown Talk. I'm with Freedom head wrestling coach, Anthony Marino, who was the assistant under Dante last year. And uh, you learned a lot. You guys were 18-5 and at a great season, and now you're taking over the reins. We'll talk about a little bit, you know, being a Liberty guy now, coaching Freedom and stuff. And I know for you now, being a coach, and wrestling Nico, who is a world class wrestler, and all the things that you learned, you pass along these tips to the young men. And it's got to be a lot of fun for you to do that and then to see them put that into into motion or into action and see them have success.
1: Yeah, it's 100% a blast. Um, I love coaching and I love working with these kids. And, um, you know, these kids come in and they work hard. Uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 when I first started coaching, I've learned a lot. I, I have learned a lot with coaching. Um, you know, I got called in to coach. I think I was finishing up my last year of college. Um, so Sean Richmond had called me. He right. got the job up at Strasburg. Hey, do you want to coach? Like, I'm not really sure if you're around, but what do you think? You know, and I was just finished up my last semester, and. I was, no idea what I wanted to do with my life and was still trying to figure it out I think it had finally hit me like hey wrestling's over you're done like and um
0: well you were a communications major right
1: I was yeah and um so I I left after graduating and I jumped into coaching and I fell in love with it and I remember I coached everybody with my mentality the way I wrestled the way I assume that every single kid had my mentality. Every single kid wanted to be a state champ. I coached every single kid to be a state champ. And I remember Sean, <laughs> Sean is awesome. So Sean pulls me into his office the one day. And it was just like, what are you doing? I was like, well, he's better than that. And this, and I remember, I just like went on and he was like, Anthony, these, like, he's not you. These kids are not you. You know, like, yes, you're going to have some that are you, but like, this person, this person, this, like, they're not you. They're here to be a part of something, have, you know, have fun and learn how to wrestle. They're not here to be state champs. You you cannot coach them like this. And I think like, and like, although I, although I, I heard him, I don't think I truly heard him. Cause I mean, I just was thick headed and I was young and, you know, I was very green to coaching and so it took me a little bit, and then it fi- it finally did click towards the end of the year, and I was able to understand what he was getting at. Um, you know what I mean? So I think that that has truly helped me as far as my ability to coach, and um, how to coach the right way.
0: Right, That's right. You know, and, and the really neat thing is how you learn and you evolve as not just a coach, but a human being, a dad, a husband, and it's all learning process, things that you learned back then, and it's the mistakes you made. And it's really cool that Sean took you under his wing and told you that. He's a great guy, you know, and he's done a really nice job with the Stroudsburg program. And, you know, Lenny Pinto, he's done a great job with Lenny. And then, you know, so many other great young wrestlers up there. We can go on and on and on.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's funny you bring up Lenny. Uh, Lenny Pinto, he is... He is one of the most amazing kids. He has one of the biggest hearts. His family, they are just the most loving and accepting people you could ever meet. They are amazing. Um, And they are so supportive of Lenny and of the wrestling program. Um, But Lenny is amazing. I have never seen a kid come to practice and just have so much fun and like it was funny like sometimes I would yell at him because I would think he was like screwing around and mess. I was like Lenny get to work and he's like coach I'm just having fun you know and it was and it wasn't that he wasn't working he was working his butt off yeah. but I've never seen a kid work his butt off the way Lenny does and have a smile on his face yeah. um, you know so we actually we 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 named him Lenny the Bull. Uh, yes, yep, He yep. just bulls everybody over. And it's funny because when he was in, I think I had this conversation with Lenny when he was a senior. I didn't tell him to he was a senior. But he has that underhook wrist, and he'll drop down to a single leg. The kid will sprawl, and then he'll come back around the waist and throw the kid. And I remember ripping him as an eighth grader. You know, hey, the only reason that's working now is – you know, because you're stronger than everybody. Wait till next year. It's, I'm telling you, it's not going to work. It's not going to work at the high school level. Like you need to come up with something else. And boy, did Lenny show me because of course he hits that in the state finals as a junior and pins the kid. And I actually show that move now to my guys. So it's funny how like, again, like we talked about how like you learn so much, um, you know, and it's like, I was so like in my ways that doesn't work. That's junk. And it's, it's not, it's, it was, it was something that worked for him and it it truly works. It's, it's, it's not junk. It's just the way your hips are. It's awesome. So it's just funny how like, you know, he was one of the kids that opened up my mind to a different technique, you know, and it's, it's, it's great. So yeah, I still communicate with Lenny every now and again, yeah. Uh, Lenny, if you listen to this, you still owe me and my daughter a Nebraska wrestling shirt. I'm still waiting on that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I talked to him the other day, congratulating him, right? And he still calls me Mr. Matthews, and it just makes <laughs> me laugh. I'm like Lenny, it's Bob, but like you said, his dad, Eve, and you know, and brother Paul, and you know, his mom, it's just a wonderful mm-hmm. family. And Patrick Noonan, he and Patrick were Pat. best friends, <laughs> and talk about a hardworking kid. Yeah. You know, Lenny was like the happy-go-lucky, and Patrick was like intense and really into it. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Pat was like me. Uh, me and Pat rolled together every. Day. Me, it was me, him, and Cam Enriquez, and me and Pat rolled together every day. Once once Cam graduated, uh, I remember mean, I remember I was out at the state tournament, Patrick's senior year, and I was warming up with him. Um, and it was fine. So he goes to he goes to Virginia, you know, and I remember he came here to our practice over break, and he he goes, hey, eh, coach, I I I need to talk to you. You know, do you have a minute? And so I pull him into the office here, and he was thinking about transferring you know, and so we chatted about it a little bit and I, you know, I remember I told him, I said, Pat, like, I, I can't tell you what to do. This is not, this is not my decision. Like, you, you need to figure this. This is, this, like, I, 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 I can't make the system, I can't tell you what to do, you know? Yeah, I said, I said, this is for you. Go take some visits. If you truly believe that you need to transfer, take some visits and see what's best for you. Um, and he's like, why won't you just tell me what to do? I just need you to tell me what to do. I, I can't do that. Don't and don't don't put this on me. Yeah, I can't make presses. that decision yeah. for you. So of course, a couple days later, he, you know, or a little while later, he commits to Iowa State. You know, and then I had to send him a text. So I mean, I'm a huge University of Iowa fan. I'm a huge Hawkeye fan. You
0: should have busted him and gone. Why, why'd you do that? You should have listened to me. Oh, that's <laughs> a, I, you know, that would have been no. funny, yeah. So
1: I actually I sent him a text. It was so funny. I sent I sent him a text and I grouped him, his mom and his dad and I was like you know, Patrick, what the heck? You're on the wrong side of Iowa, you know, because Pat knows that I'm a huge Hawkeye fan. He's, ah, he texts me. He goes, oh, come on, coach, come on. No, I'm just kidding. Like, you know, when you're up, I I will make sure that I have an Iowa State wrestling shirt on. But as soon as you're done, back to black and yellow.
0: (laughs) And and he's such a nice kid, too. and his And his mom and dad. Talk about great families, right? You meet so many people in the wrestling community and now you know you're a dad yourself but you see all these young men and women mm-hmm. here and they they become you become sort of like not just a mentor but like a father figure to some you know and then some people who may not have the greatest home life you're a big influence and you have a yeah. big impact and other people who have the great family influence and a great home life you're still somebody who makes a difference.
1: Yeah, I mean we we definitely had that. I mean, I was very fortunate at Strasbourg, um, you know, with Sean as the head coach. And then we had Jeff Santo as another assistant alongside me. And we just, we just worked so well together. Um, you know, and we just fed off each other for this positive energy. Um, you know, and I think that really helped. Uh,
0: and then, our just, our, just the community up there was just amazing. Um, so, Sammy Chemist wrestling heavyweight then, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, and yeah. talk about amazing family, right? His yeah. mom and dad, you yeah. know. Yeah, and,
1: and that's yeah, and that's the thing. Like again, like we we had so much support. Uh, the, the families were just amazing, and everybody everybody wanted to help. So I mean, even if we did have, and we did have a couple kids here and there. Uh, I, I mean, I remember one kid. I'm not going to say his name. Um, he's graduated. He was a JV kid, right. but I remember at the time I was working. Uh, at Stroudsburg, I was working as a paraprofessional, and one of my wrestlers who was a transfer as a senior. He's on the phone in the hallway during the class, and I ripped him like I ripped him a new one, and uh, just because it was like it was always something. And of course, later on, I cooled off and I called him the office. You know what's going on? Like what? Like why weren't you in class? Yeah, right. And so I found out that you know he he said he goes well my adopted my my mom called me and i needed to get my food stamps situated so i had to call you know whatever chance i said what are you talking about like your mom would handle that what do you mean you have to handle that and he goes nah coach you don't understand like she's my mom but she's not my mom like i'm i'm a foster kid like oh. i'm not even like she hasn't even adopted me yet like you know i just called her my mom she's the only the only person i know as a mom And so, of course, then it was like, oh, my gosh. I I let my temper get the better of me. You know what I mean? And so he was – I mean, he was a kid that I took under my wing. And then, of course, like one of the – we're getting ready for one of the matches and he doesn't have – or one of the practices and he doesn't have shoes. And it's been weeks. And Sean's getting ready to rip him a new one. And I grab Sean. Hey, this is the situation. He goes, why didn't you tell me this? So Sean, you know – Sean, being the person that he is, goes out and bought him a, pa- a, a brand new pair of shoes uh, to gift to him. Um, you know what I mean? And, and again, like, th- 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 that was the community that we had. So, again, like, we we did have, stuff like, situations like that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it wasn't just me that had to worry about taking these kids under their wings. You know, I had Sean. I had Jeff. I had, you know, the Newtons were great. The camuses were great, you know. We, we had a huge, you know, Jasano, which is, they were the yeah, type of people you know, that would, oh, yeah, that, yeah. That, that would do Josh anything. Yes, free. yes. And, and yeah. And, then, and yep. Josh is like a little brother to me. Me and Josh are still he's super yeah. close. Yeah, he is at ESU. Yes, yes, you know? yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. But See how much fun, but everybody, everybody has a story, Anthony. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, your story is different from Sean's story and Sean's story is different from, you know, and everybody has their ups and downs and not everybody was fortunate enough to have a, great set of parents like you yeah. and me and, you know, and, and, and like the Pintos and the Noonans and the Camasas and the mm-hmm. Jasanowitzes and those kinds of people and so many others that you and know, I've come in contact with. So for you, it's gotta be tough sometimes to juggle all the various personalities and backgrounds and scenarios and stuff. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's probably your biggest challenge.
1: Um, yeah, um, uh, <laughs> kind of, uh, you know, I, I said earlier, you know, I learned a lot from Sean. Right. Sean was probably the best mentor that could have come into my life as far as coaching when he did. And, you know, let's face it. I, I started coaching. I was young. I was dumb. I made bad decisions. Uh, not always the right decision. And
0: Sean was very, very... I don't patient. think I don't think dumb Anthony is the right word. You were more naive. <laughs> no, you were more naive and, and didn't really understand some of the yeah, things that were in okay. front. Yeah, Don't you know? Yeah. I don't call yourself dumb because <laughs> hey, we all make mistakes and do things I'll say, like
1: that. I'll say, yeah, I, I'll say I made dumb decisions. Okay. Uh, like yeah, some of the things I did, it was like I should have done better than that, you know. And Sean was, Sean was very very patient with me as far as teaching me how things worked and teaching me how to be. A professional you know i came into Strasbourg program and i was like oh i'm like one of the guys i would like hang out with the the kids and sean's like you're you're not their buddy you are their coach like there's going to be a time in your career where you are going to want respect you're going to want to lay down the hammer and they're not going to take it that way because you're like their buddy and he was right he was a hundred percent right. So I think he prepared me for the situations as far as like, you know, what we were, what we were just talking about, you know, and I came in last year as an assistant and, you know, I, I let these kids know real quick. I said, you know, Hey, I'm not Anthony. I'm not Marino. I'm I'm coach. I'm coach or coach Marino. Like that, that's how you're going to address me. Um, so I mean, you know, I was only with them last year. Um, so I'm still like, I don't want to say I'm new to them, but like, they know that I don't put up with crap. They, they know my expectations of them. They know that they're high and they know what the expectations are. Um,
0: and your style is a little different from coach Terenzi.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Dante is awesome. I still talk to Dante every, every now and again. That's my
0: son's name. So yeah, I love it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I get, I get along with him. We, We got along very, very well. Um, you know so yeah my style is different from dante's um you know dante was he was very strategic uh you know he wanted to win strategic matches um that's not me uh that's not me that'll never be me um you know i want to move forward i want to push a pace i want to score a ton of points i you know was very big with you know i mean coach Carum. i mean he Talk to me when I was in high school. Hey, why don't you pin? Why don't you pin guys? Coach, why would I pin them? Well, if you pin them, you get six points. I said, yeah, I get that. But I also work my butt off constantly to go out and pin somebody in 30 seconds. Uh, it doesn't seem like I'm really getting my money's worth. Uh, you know, <laughs> then I'd also said, you know, I'm gonna put on a show. I'm a showman, you know? And I, and, and then another, another big thing was, uh, you know, if I pin, if I go out and pin somebody, you know, anybody in that crowd can say, you know, oh, you caught him. You caught him. If I go out there and score 15 points, there's no doubt in that kid's mind for the next time he steps out on the mat with me and no doubt in anybody else's mind that I am the better competitor. I'm, I'm better. There's, there's, what, what else can you say? You can't, like, I, I didn't catch you in the 15 points. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So that was really big. So that's what I preach to my guys. Um, you know, and that's what Sean, that's what Sean and I preach too. And I think, and again, I think, I think it's why we work so well together because we, we had the same style, the same ideas on what we wanted to accomplish and how we wanted our wrestlers right. to
0: compete. But the one thing that surprises me, I mean, I've followed you for years and years and years since back in, you know, the, the mid 2000s. And I'm thinking I was you know, very humble, easygoing kid. And now I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, he's intense. Anthony's <laughs> intense. I never knew this side of you before
1: yeah uh and it does it really doesn't go away um it's 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 funny um i i always tell these kids uh you know like they, they complain about their headgears you know that's one thing they complain. coach you know it is hard to hear when we have our headgears. I say, ah, that's crap i when i talk i yell you guys can hear me like i am the loudest person in the gym there's when i yell there are there are people from across the gym that start looking at me and i mean that's something that i got from kuvo kuvo was very loud and Kuvo was like deaf in, in two ears. So, I mean, it was like, you had to yell. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm very intense. Uh, you know, I, I can let loose and I do let loose, but it's not, it's not very often. I mean, I'm just, I'm just very, if you're going to do something, you're going to do it right. right. Um, you know, and that's what I believe. That's how I was brought up. That's how I was raised. And, you know, it's the same thing with work. Uh, I mean, one of my really good friends, Brian Smith, wrestled out of Becca. I mean, me, me and him, we'll we'll play cornhole. And I mean, you know, I'm a competitor. You know, cornhole. You think cornhole? Cornhole turns into a wrestling match. I mean, because we get upset with each other. You know, ping pong, same thing. Like yep. I want to win, and you know, and he wants to win. You know, but I, I think he does just kind of bust my chops a little bit. He'll mess with
0: me. He get you fired up. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So like 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 my friends that that know me really well, they egg it on really bad because they just they know how I am. You know, but it doesn't really go away. Uh, yeah, I'm like super, super, super. Even my daughter, me, me and my daughter will wrestle. And like still to this day, I mean, I'll never tell her this because she's not going to remember. But like, I still win our wrestling matches at night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, his daughter doesn't do something, right? 20 push-ups. Get that. <laughs> she's two. Get down there and do 20. Give me 20. You know.
1: Yeah, uh, it's funny because she'll say, you know, uh, she, she's all about wrestling. It's so funny because she she comes to the matches and she cannot sit in the stands uh, so it was funny because last year we're wrestling at Battle of Bethlehem, and kid got in one of our guy's legs like real deep, and and he goes double underhook trying to jack him up, and I'm like, no sprawl, sprawl, and my daughter's down, and my daughter starts sprawling across the mat, and you know, so I, you know, at that point she's only one, you know, and so I tell I tell the kids I come in, I was like, you know, my one year old sprawls better than some of you guys, like come on, <laughs> you know what I mean, but it's it's funny because like we'll wrestle every night, and she's like, daddy wrestle, daddy wrestle, so like. We'll go in her room and we'll wrestle. And, like, if she hits a high crotch to the wrong leg, I, I'm i sure to let her know wow. that, no, no, it's just, like, put your head here. You know what I mean? But it's funny because, mm-hmm. like, she'll, she will has this huge life-size um, elephant, like, stuffed elephant. And she'll pick it up and double-leg it, you know what I mean, and slam it down the ground. And, you know, not, of course, not with the best technique she'll like, too. But, you know, she, wrestle. Daddy, wrestle. Daddy. Oh, like, it's like, she... Although she doesn't know, but she knows like she, she knows. So it's, it's super funny and it, 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 it's a blast, you know, and it's, it's great. You know, the future is very bright for her. If wrestling is something that she, you know, continues to want to do, especially with us starting this girls, this girls program here, like, you know, so I'm very excited, you know, for her future. And if this sport is something that she wants to
0: do. All right. So now you were eighteen and five last year as an assistant. Mm-hmm. How's it looking this year? You have a lot of kids coming back, or or what's the outlook like?
1: Yeah. No. It's 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 looking really good. Uh, we obviously we had a big loss with Connor Bevin. Um, we lost Chris Gerardo, and we lost Ronaldo Lebron. Who, you know, I think on paper people aren't going to think that's a huge loss, but it really is. I I don't think that that young man uh, reached his full potential. Um, you know, and he was a heck of a kid. He just wants, and he had
0: the greatest name too. I love this. Yeah.
1: Name, man. Yeah. So, I mean, he just did everything right. Um, you know, I wrestled, I wrestled his uncle, Ronaldo Merced. Um, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. We wrestled out at, at, at a, like an open Malwa tournament. Um, so yeah. So I wish we had some of those guys back, but you know, we do have some guys that are gonna, that are gonna fill the slot and like, you know, they know the deal. They know that, Hey, it's, it's your turn. You need to step up, and um, you know I'm going to run things differently than Dante did, and these and these kids know that. Uh, I've made it very clear, and I mean they 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 pretty much got it figured out just during these preseason practices. You know, we talked about how intense I am. You know, and we're just talking. Imagine me in a you know in this wrestling room, uh, yeah. no, you know, with these kids.
0: <laughs> probably probably be rolling around. You know?
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I I am very very involved when i coach and when i'm showing stuff and these practices i mean these kids uh yeah they, i i told them i said you know i i one thing i told them. i said it, i'm not gonna lie to you like it's it's not gonna get easier but you're gonna adjust you know you're gonna adjust you're gonna get used to it you know because i if i say like hey it's gonna get easier like i'm, I'm lying Re- wrestling practice never gets easier it, it doesn't but your body does adjust and you get used to it like it will become normal so i did make that very clear you know do it now so that when the time comes it's start you start to get used yeah. to it you know but yeah they 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 see how I am you know I mean um CJ Horvath he's you know him and Jared Carabina's. they're real big guys coming back they're yeah. both state qualifiers uh Noah McRoy. you know he did was not a state qualifier but I have very he, very, he very looked
0: really good last yeah,
1: year yeah I have very very high expectations for him um so had a year to mature you know, not just physically, but mentally, and he, he he gets it, he gets it, I mean, him and Jared Karabinis were wrestling yesterday at Prox, and those two were just, it was, they were going at it, like, I could watch those two wrestle all day, I mean, they just, neither one wants to give up, um, you know, so, yeah, they they know what they're in for, you know, C, I mean, CJ too, CJ knows how intense I am, I mean, they, they know what they're in for, they get it, okay. so they're ready, so I think there is a fine line, uh, to that, I mean, again, like earlier, we talked about how like not every kid wants to be a state champ, right. um, you know. And I understand that, and I understand what what kids those are. Right. I understand those kids that you know maybe need wrestling more than wrestling needs them. Right. You know, I I get that, I understand that, um, you know. And I've I've had conversations with the team as far as what the expectations are, and I mean they, they understand. Um, I also think I know where the line is. Um, you know, I'm gonna get everything I can out of them, Right. but I'm also not going to beat them so hard that they can't move the next day. You know what I mean? Like I I know where that line is. We're, we're going to work hard and we're going to, it's, it's going to be, appropriate. Um, I mean, I want as many kids out for the sport as possible just because it, it has taught me so many life lessons. It's taught me how to be adaptable. It's taught me to be mentally tough. Um, you know what I mean? So I understand that there are some kids. And again, like we talked about, you know, some kids that may not have the best home life and may have to miss, you know, a practice here or there, you know, I don't tolerate missing practices, but in situations like that, I get it, I exception. understand, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah.
0: You know, and it's one of those things where as long as they're working hard and giving their all, you know, giving everything they have, that 110% as everybody used to say, that's what you wanna see, like yes. you said. Not everybody's gonna be a star, not everybody's gonna be a state champ, but as long as they're working hard and putting forth everything they have, that that's what you really wanna see.
1: Yeah, so, and, and I let these kids know too. I tell them, I say, you know, listen, I am never going to be mad at you if you lose that, like that, let's just put that out there. I'm never going to be mad at you if you lose. Okay. I'm going to be mad if you go out there and you don't try, you know, you go out there, you listen, be coachable and you do what we preach. You do what we show, you know, the guy's just better than you. Hey, we got to get better. You know, I'm never going to be mad at you for losing. You know, I'm, I'm gonna be mad if you go out there and you don't try and you roll over. Like, you know, let's face it, this sport is tough. It's the hardest sport in the world. You need guts. You know, you can't go out there and just roll over and get pinned. Like, that's not, that's not what we portray this sport to be. That's not what it is. Um, You know, and that's not, that's, that's not you as a wrestler. That's none of my kids. None, none of them are, are that kid. You know, all my kids are, are tough and they do work hard. And I let them know that. So I, I think that again, like, you know that's expectation. The expectation isn't win at all costs. You know I like to win, right. but it is not win at all costs. It is you know the guy's better than you. Hey, th- there's nothing I can do about it. You know you got to get better, and we'll talk and we'll figure it out. And you're gonna get better. And the next time you see him, like hey, yep, you, you you may not win, but I guarantee you it's gonna be closer.
0: Now some fun stuff for you, all okay? Right. What's your if you guys win? what's your go-to food do you go home and like eat like a big cheesesteak or you go for oh, ice cream geez. or
1: oh no 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 uh <laughs> i am pretty cautious about what i eat uh i will say uh well if we win it's it's a Wednesday, Thursday night. I'm going home. I'm going to bed. I get up early for work, <laughs> right. uh, but but yeah, no. Uh, Saturday, uh, uh, Saturday. I'm gonna. I'll go out and get some ice cream. Ice cream is my weakness. My I love ice cream, uh, milkshakes to be exact. It's funny because like when my wife and I first met, you know, I took her out to the cup. Uh, we're both oh, Bethlehem yeah, yeah, natives, yeah. but I took her out to the cup, and we go in. I ordered two jumbo chocolate milkshakes, and she was like, I I didn't want a milkshake. I said. You can order yourself. I'm not your keeper. Like, these are for me. For me. <laughs> these are for me. Wow. You know, and it's funny because like I finished both of them before she finished her dish or whatever it is. Like I, I am bad with ice cream. I love ice cream. Yeah, I should be like 400 pounds. <laughs> wow.
0: Well, with me, I'm this, ask my wife, I'm the slowest eater on the planet. But with ice cream, I'm done before yeah. her. And she's like, why do, you, why do you eat ice cream so fast? I'm like, because I love it. All right. Now, favorite kind of movies, action movies, comedies. What, What do you kind of... Or, or aren't you really into movies?
1: Love, love, love movies. Okay. Uh, it depends on my mood, and it depends on if I'm with my wife. Uh, Isn't
0: it funny how they influence us?
1: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, she... Yeah, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. I love all movies. Did um,
0: you see Top Gun Maverick?
1: I just saw it, uh, yeah, and it was awesome. Uh, although I think, if I, if I had to pick a favorite... Oh my god, it's so hard. Uh, probably somewhere the Goonies. The Goonies would be wow. really big. Love, love, love the Goonies. Um, uh, some kind of horror film. I mean, I love, uh, I love the original It miniseries. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, if I'm looking for some comedy depends on the time of the year, maybe elf. I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it depends on what kind of movie I am. If I'm with my wife, I'm probably going to watch some kind of, you know, comedy or, or I'll watch anything but horror with my wife. I took my wife out on a date. We went to a scary movie. I didn't sleep for three days because she couldn't sleep for three days. So I learned my lesson there. She's never watched a scary movie ever again. So yeah, I will watch horror movies, but I do that on my, my own time. Uh, Without her, so yeah, it just it just kind of depends on what kind of mood I'm in. <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah, for me, it was the first Halloween, the first Friday the Thirteenth, and the ah, first Scream. Yeah, those, those it. three, yeah. all, all the originals those, were those
1: fantastic. Slashers, yeah. So think about it's funny. It's like, what, would you think of the, 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 the newest one?
0: My daughter saw it and I haven't seen it yet, okay. but my daughter goes. It's not as great as I thought it was, so I'm like, okay, now. She goes, but still I watch it.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I won't, I won't spoil okay. anything for you if you, okay. if you haven't watched it yet. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> I'll have to let you know how, how I, how I like yeah. it. Okay. All right, buddy. Listen, I thank you so much for giving me all this time. I really, really appreciate it. Anthony Marino, new head coach here at Freedom High School, assistant last year, former assistant at Stroudsburg High School, learned a lot. Now we'll see how he translates his coaching education into reality this year. For the Freedom Patriots, So I wish you a lot of luck, Coach.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I just wanna uh, just wanna reach out and say hi to my wife and my daughter. Um, just give them a little shout out, and of uh, course to the to the team. You know, we're 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 in it for the long haul, and you know they know I'm with them. So let's get after it, boys.
0: Yeah, and you notice how I called you Coach Barino. I didn't want to call you Anthony because then all of a sudden you're like, Hey, man, <laughs> d- disrespect to <laughs> me. <laughs> so, no, no, all that's right.
1: only my athletes. That's only my athletes. Okay. <laughs> All right,
0: Coach Marino, Anthony Marino here at Freedom High School. Bob Matthews, another edition of Takedown Talk. Thank you so much to everyone who listens and tunes in. I really appreciate it. My buddy Kevin Hardy, he and I came up with the idea. He's such a great guy. We love wrestling. We love all of you who listen, and we love the sport. Thank you so much. And remember, never let anyone take you.